The reading is taken from Luke chapter 24, reading verses 13 to 35. Now on the same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of his angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it was just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, how foolish you are, how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and the prophets, he explained to them what, the, what, what was said in the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he was going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is near the evening. The day is almost over. So he went to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks and broke it. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, what, were not our hearts burning within us while he, he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, it is true, the Lord has risen and has risen, appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by then when he broke the bread. Amen. It's been great to see so many of you engaging in the chat this morning and uh, wonderful that uh, so many are able to be online as we share in this service together as well as these uh, wonderful faces that I'm looking at across in the congregation here this morning. And uh, great to hear those uh, videos a little bit earlier on and uh, do get in touch with Martin and Jackie. If there's any area of the children's and youth work that you would like to know more about and areas where you think you might be able to help. I'm also really excited that Kairos is opening this week. 
Now, I was walking down in the snow as well this morning and thought, it's just a little bit chilly for sitting outside Kairos today, but the weather's going to improve. And by the time Kairos opens on Wednesday, uh, I'm sure that the sun will be out and uh, the temperature will rise. And uh, I do encourage you to use that facility and invite people to the outside seating for a few weeks, and we trust it won't be long before Kairos can uh, operate inside as well. So lots of exciting things for us to look forward to. Now our theme this morning is Jesus invites you to discover hope. And I can still recall a geography lesson from secondary school in which we learned that the southernmost point of Africa is a point which for centuries had experienced tremendous storms. For many years, no one even knew what lay beyond that cape for no ship attempting to round the point had ever returned to tell the tale. And among the ancients, it was known as the Cape of Storms, and for good reason. But then a Portuguese explorer in the 16th century successfully sailed around that very point and found that beyond the wild and raging storms, there was a great calm sea, and beyond that, the shores of India. And the name of that cape was changed from the Cape of Storms to the Cape of Good Hope. Until Jesus rose from the dead... Death had been the cape of storms on which all hopes of life beyond had been wrecked. No one knew what lay beyond that point until Easter morning. And then suddenly, like those ancient explorers, we can see beyond human death to the hope of heaven and of eternal life with the Father. More than that, we dare to believe that we shall experience in our own human lives exactly what the Son of God experienced for his. For the risen Christ says to us, because I live, you also will live. And this is the heart of the Easter faith. The best is in the future, because it's in the hands of Jesus. The story of Easter is not the story of a hopeless end, but the story of an endless hope. But it didn't seem much like that for the two travellers in our story today that Chris has read to us. The two on the road to Emmaus, they were not amongst the core disciples, the 12 or 11 as it was at that time, but they were clearly friends of the disciples who knew Jesus and had great hopes for what Jesus might achieve. They, They also knew about his death and had heard that some women had found the tomb empty that very morning. One of the travellers was Cleopas, the other remains unnamed. And then a third person joined them on the road. It was, of course, Jesus risen from the dead, but they didn't realise that until much later in the day. And it was quite a long journey to Emmaus, so they had plenty of time to talk and to think. So how did they hear and respond from the invitation of Jesus to discover hope? And how do we find that same hope today? The steps of this story are very revealing in our discovery of hope, and I want to identify three of them in particular. And to say, first of all, that Jesus invites you to discover hope in the darkness of life. These two were standing with their faces downcast when Jesus met with them. At that stage, they didn't know it was Jesus, but here was the beginning of their discovery of hope, and it was while they were downcast You don't have to be in a good place 
to discover Christ's hope today. He actually comes to us in our dark places. In the story, their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And I think that sometimes we too fail to recognize Jesus because we're so overwhelmed with our own sadness and sorrow. They also felt that they'd been let down by God. There's a telling phrase in their account of the previous few days in Jerusalem where they said, we had hoped that he was the one who would redeem Israel. As if they pinned their hopes on something that they were expecting to happen, but it didn't happen, and they therefore felt let down by God. We're all in very different circumstances today and with different emotions and experiences. But for some of you this morning, this may be particularly relevant. The whole idea of discovering hope in dark times, when maybe you can't see the evidence of God at work and even feel let down by him. You don't have to wait for everything to get better in order to find God again. He walks beside us in the darkness of our lives. And sometimes the dark places actually become the pivotal points, the moments of discovery and the seeds of hope. But then as we follow these two in their journey, we find secondly that Jesus invites you to to discover hope through the scriptures. This was Easter Sunday. Jesus was alive. So many different ways in which he could have helped these two walkers on the road to Emmaus to recognize him. But what actually happened is that he spoke to them from the scriptures. Beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. The scriptures still speak of Christ and of hope. In a way that we'll never fully understand, through the words of what is written down in the Bible, the Holy Spirit opens the gateway to life and to hope. That hope is not in the words themselves. The hope is in the person of Jesus Christ. But it is through the scriptures that we discover that hope. Romans 15 and verse 4. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. And so this morning, I especially want to encourage you to read these words, whether you read them in the format of a, a paper Bible, whether you read them on your phone, however you read them, read these words. Let them sink deeply into your heart and mind. I'm so grateful for the emphasis of the Bible in my own teenage years when there was uh, so much opportunity for me to read and learn and study. And for the large amount of biblical studies in my degree course and the countless opportunities to read and to speak from these amazing uh, words through my years of ordained ministry. And quite often I find that it is those who are new to faith who read the Bible with great enthusiasm. And those who've been Christians for many years who sometimes lose their interest in these words and their passion for Scripture. The Bible is a treasure chest and it's a lifelong adventure to discover all that is here. And what's more, it's a daily feeding as well that as we read, God speaks through these words. Here is the gateway to life and to hope. Let God speak again through his word. 
Now, I know that some of you have very well-established patterns of Bible reading, using daily notes or apps, or following a set pattern of reading and prayer. Never underestimate the value of those routines. But if you're not in that place of regular reading, then I encourage you to build that into your way of life moving forward. And if you need help to know how to do this, by all means, contact any of us in the ministry team or someone who you know in the church who will be able to help you. And I do feel that this is very important today. It may be that some of these rhythms of faith and life have been lost during the past year for very understandable reasons. And now is the time to let God speak to you again through his word. But then as we follow these two on their journey, thirdly, Jesus invites you to discover hope through resting with him. It's easy to miss that moment in the story when the two walkers urged Jesus strongly to stay with them. They were pleading with him to stay. Now, offering hospitality to a stranger would have been a very natural thing to do in the culture of that time. But here the travelers use strong language to really persuade Jesus to stay. And out of that experience of staying, they shared a meal. And while they shared food, Jesus took bread and broke it in front of them. And in that moment of breaking bread, their eyes were opened and they recognized him. So the moment when Jesus first came alongside them was not enough. The time of walking together and looking at the scriptures was not enough. It needed that time of resting, of hospitality, of sharing a meal, of breaking bread. And that is where the true discovery of hope took place. Now, looking back on the story, as we do from many centuries afterwards, we would rightly see a link here to communion. And that is indeed a special time of encounter with the risen Lord. But what I felt was especially significant as I read the story again this week was that this meal only happened because the travelers persuaded Jesus to stay with them. And they stayed with him. There is something here about giving the time and the space for the Spirit of God to work. Not rushing in and out of the presence of Jesus, but staying and resting with him. And let's not miss also the very telling phrase that these travelers used as they thought back on their experience of earlier in the day. When they said, were not our hearts burning within us as he walked along the road? The experience of Jesus doesn't just provide a focus for our minds. He speaks into the deepest part of our lives. Encountering Jesus is a mental, spiritual, and deeply emotional experience. And from all of that, we truly have hope. So today, does life feel a little bit hopeless for you? Lacking in purpose and direction? And in this rather lengthy and uncertain journey out of lockdown? Are you finding that you're less secure, less confident, less enthusiastic about your faith? All these emotions are entirely reasonable at this time. But let Jesus come to you in your darkness. Hear him through the scriptures. Dwell in his presence. Allow him to bring to you a deep and certain hope that your life is secure in him. Christian hope is really exciting. It's not just a vague optimism that things will get better. 
but a confident awareness that God is in control both now and in the future. He has dealt with our past. He comes alongside in our present. He knows our future. He wants the very best in the whole of our lives. He is our rock, our anchor, our beginning and our ending. So today, Jesus invites you to discover 